0: You probably know Vistaprint for business cards, but did you know we also print everything a small business needs? Like that store's window decal you keep staring at while you're waiting for this traffic to move. Or that bumper sticker in front of you. We print anything, like all that stuff in your back seat, that t-shirt, that tote bag, that takeout menu. We print it. That guy's hat in the car next to you, technically that's embroidery, but yeah, we print that too. We can even help design it all for you because when you use Vistaprint, the printabilities are endless. Print it all at vistaprint.com. You probably know Vistaprint for business cards, but we also print everything a small business needs, like the sign in that window over there, or that bumper sticker in front of you, or that takeout menu, and that tote bag in your back seat. We print and design it all. Discover the printabilities at vistaprint.com.
1: of the hammerlock hangover i am steve and i'm joined as usual by my tag team partner in podcasting and that is jeff jeff this has been a very very odd week in wrestling it's a lot of uh potpourri uh so to speak a lot of different stuff to talk about so we're gonna go here and there and a little bit of everywhere this week but um how are you feeling with the booty Usually we have like a feel, like a, like a theme, like, you know, EW sucks or A W sucks, but um, <laughs> this week is a little, little different. Everything sucks. Now. I mean,
2: you know, I don't know. I guess everything got swept away by the hurricane slash tropical storm slash hurricane. again. I've never seen a category one hurricane do this kind of damage before. So
1: I don't think it ended up being a cat one. I think it was like a cat three or a cat four.
2: No, by the time it hit Florida, it was a tropical storm. It, it gained more power as a Category 1. So it's, it's a Category 1 right now.
1: Speaking of all the cats, you know who's the most overcat? Ernest the Cat Miller.
2: Uh, well, don't you people know he's the greatest? He should be. I mean, Ernest <laughs> the Cat Miller, Ernie the Cat Lad. I mean, the, the, those are among some of the great cats. Felix oh. the Cat. The what
1: greatest. about Bear, What about Bearcat
2: Lee? Bearcat Lee? No. Um, Tom Cat. uh, Cat. Top Cat.
1: Top cat. All of the Thundercats? All of all of them. Even uh, uh, Beppo. Beppo the Thundercat. The, all, all of the Thundercats. All of them. Well, guys, this is episode 102. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna cover Malachi Black debunking. If you're a cat and you answer
2: the call, Thundercats Ho, oh, you count. What if what if
1: you're not a hoe?
2: And you're just not a big enough pussy to be a fan. The cat.
1: We this week we're going to talk about Malachi Black debunking release rumors. We're going debunking to debunking himself. He debunked himself. We're going to get, get into all the muddled madness that is uh, his release or not release um wwe review um we're going to talk about damage control jeff is very opinionated this week he's got a lot of opinions on damage control this is my note so far damage control sucks judgment day sucks um uh and peruvian necktie question mark so there's a lot yep. of stuff to discuss about monday night raw mm-hmm. wwe is sable a hall of famer we're going to talk about that for a little bit Healthily, yeah and Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Varnado, um, rumors. Very mixed fla- signals
2: being sent out by that young woman.
1: Uh, I don't think they're that that mixed. I think you know they're very clear. I think the the internet wrestling community is the the confused ones. I don't think, I think she's very confused right. at all. Uh, in our AEW review, we're going to be talking about Soraya. All things Soraya. She. Sor- they- I uh. That's right. Um, Her debut on AEW, um, was it lackluster? Was it everything everybody expected? Was it rainbows and butterflies, or was it a big old turd sandwich? Or was it Pink Roses, or or that was someone else on AEW this week? Uh, Also, uh, Hurricane Ian uh, messed around with the card a lot. I guess a lot of people couldn't fly in, and so many AEW stars were missing in action right. and that caused uh hey, a flurry of they, they last minute full, they had a
2: full week to get to Philadelphia they work one day a week they 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 can't stay at the comfort inn
1: i don't know tony sent an email a tweet saying hey guys if you didn't get our email you don't have to come to tv and apparently everybody decided to take listeners out
2: there philadelphia is nowhere near where the hurricane was wednesday Jacksonville isn't even particularly close. It's two hundred miles away over land, but it's still in was on the outer edge of of the storm. I, I understand that travel is tough. Period, and travel gets messed up. But how about all of them instead of going the day before they leave, two and a half days before, or the day of they left, two days before? They think you can get the Philly. I mean, this is dopey. Well, they have to make right. the fifty dollar indie show dates. <laughs>
1: maybe those were more important maybe the, the weekend um
2: uh you know let, let's let's say all of the absences were 100 legitimate then why do you do an angle where you have your newest signing come out and say the entire women's division comes out and the first sign is five people coming out and you arrange a lumberjack match for a, a match that has no history no feud it's their first match no reason for a stipulation and you end up having seven Lumberjacks. And you did have two other women there. You had you had Conti and Anna J, but they couldn't be bothered to come out for two segments. I mean, cancel the Lumberjack match if you don't have 20 women to surround the ring. Trying to say, come on, out women's division, and, and there's not even a dozen women. I, I mean, that says more. And one of them is Madison Reigns.
1: Wow, man! I didn't know they we were gonna pull this card so early. You were very passionate about this. Yeah, we we should we should step back. We should step back. Should but step the travel up. thing
2: got me because I mean, they work one day a week. I mean, everyone knew a hurricane was on the way. Just three or four days of planning. Yeah, so I, I bet if all of those people lobbied Tony to pay for extra nights in the hotel, I bet he would have sprung for it.
1: I bet he wouldn't. He needs if the money all for of the bad press going on around AEW right now. I I bet if it
2: came out that that Tony refused to pay for, you know, three extra nights at the, at the airport
1: Marriott. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about, about Jeff being angry about not flying to work. Um a bit of not being professional. It's sort of this, this
2: punk versus page thing. Again, it, it's, it's this new, it's the, it, it's this new attitude where if you hear it might snow the next day, the school's already closed. This is this is, this is the same thing. I mean, I know I sound a little bit like uh, when I went to school, I walked four miles in bare feet. But that, the, the, that, what the world but America's really gotten softer while the rest of the world has gotten harder.
1: <laughs> that sounds sexy.
2: <laughs> well, if anyone's being turned on, then this is your all purpose show. It's America is getting softer,
1: but everybody's getting hard. Um, but Jeff, this gave a great opportunity to the likes of Juice Robinson and Bendito to step up into title matches that they rightfully didn't do anything to deserve. Yeah, interesting choices.
2: It is amazing to me that AEW never learns their lesson with this, but if you want to do it once on a show, it's okay. That's all right. It's it's interesting ish, but to do it in your two title matches the same night, in in an undersold arena. I mean that that place was about two thirds empty. I can I it, it is amazing to me that they couldn't give five thousand tickets to Temple University students because they were on the Temple basketball court arena. Um, so they just couldn't give it to Temple students. And say, hey, come on, fill up fill up the arena. They they couldn't. Maybe they tried and they said no. I don't know.
1: Maybe but, they were scared maybe. about the hurricane.
2: Yeah, the hurricane that was 1,200 miles south of them, yes. Yes. Um, I'm sure. So <laughs> Unless you're on the coastal areas in the Northeast, you're generally not worried about hurricanes. You might be concerned for other people, but you're not worried for your own safety. You, you t- The further inland you get, you just get a bad rainstorm. And by the way, when you're in Temple, you're already on the Temple campus, which is where the basketball arena is. I'm sure they have plenty of shuttle buses and easy ways to get students to that facility. Um so anyway, it was probably Jeff, just a, nobody a wants to see AW. I Not even weather, the weather perfect free. here and I'm further east and maybe 110 miles from where Temple is.
1: Jeff, if you had a free ticket to go see AEW, would you go see it? If it was in Baltimore, for sure. I don't believe in DC, you. I'd have to think about it. I, I've
2: paid to go see AEW. I'm considering going to the November 2nd show. Um. The, the last few shows are making me question that. I mean, Wednesday show was boring. I mean, it was... Like, the funny thing is, I I didn't mind the flow of the show, the timing, the pacing wasn't bad. It was just boring. It's just they're focusing on all the wrong people. I mean, this whole show was was to give the rub to Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuda, two guys you never heard of before, and, and a phony story by Jericho, which is really to get the rub on... Daniel Garcia, which in turn is supposed to give a counter rub to Lee Moriarty, uh, and that was and and to Paige and the women's division, and none of that worked. I mean, I dare say the most interesting of all of that was Daniel Garcia. Yes, I just said that <laughs> Daniel Garcia. <laughs> so it worked. Out, out of this group, right, it worked. Kudos, Tony it, Khan, you did it. You it, got him I over. Guess one out of four. Meanwhile, you had <laughs> speaking segments from Sanjay Dutt and Jungle Boy as well. I mean, this, this was. This was all earworm wrestling that this particular. But let, let's let's go in some order. I am all over the place. We'll we'll hit these things.
1: Like I order. said, this week is going to be a lot of all over the place. We're going to start with Malachi Black, Jeff. Earlier this week, we had Malachi Black take to his Instagram live. I guess because he saw the week before, or the week at before that, Velveteen Dream taking to his Instagram live, to. Set the record straight on rumors started by EC3, and now here is Malachi Black wanting to set the record straight. What is he trying first, to set the record first straight use the
2: on? hangover thing. advice to the kids out there: don't get your inspiration and ideas from Velveteen
1: Dream. Do get them from Velveteen Dream? Don't. Do not. uh Oh, I got a feeling you're 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 calling Velveteen. Dream. No, 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 no. Go with the show. Go with the show. Jeff, school everybody. Why is why is Malachi Black hot with uh, that he needed a take to his Instagram live? Well,
2: that's a really good question because the person that Malachi Black impeached was himself on his own Twitter certified handle, where he said, "I asked for my AEW release." It's sentence number two in his tweet. Um, so on Instagram live, he said that he never asked for his his. Release, which is a lie, or he was lying when he typed it, which makes no sense. So, you know, and he was basically saying how, you know, he's struggling through a lot. And he had a friend who committed suicide. There's been rumors that his marriage is in trouble, all, all, all sorts of things that, that, you know, we can't confirm that are, you know, if you have a, if you've been sick, if you have a friend that committed suicide, if you've had life struggles, I mean, that, that happens to everyone. We all understand that. And no one's saying that that, that is the lie. Um, but he's the one who said, I got my, I asked for my release. So what I suspect happened is that he asked for his release. He got the conditional release. Then Buddy Matthews asked for his, thought he was going to get his. And then maybe a bunch of other people started making inquiries. And Tony Khan didn't like all the press. And then Tony Khan let it be known to Dave Meltzer, who, you know, take this source for what it is. But he reported, and others simply re-reported what he reported, Tony Khan said, no releases will be granted. Now, footnote folks, to the beginning of AEW and many times since then, that Tony Khan said, AEW is not gonna be a kind of place where people are forced to work here if they don't want to work here. We will grant releases. We're not gonna hold contracts over anyone. So clearly, you know, it's questionable whether that's been true in the past, but it certainly didn't, that, that line got changed around MJF, now it's clear as day. So anyway, I think Malachi Black was sort of doing his bidding, and the way he decided to clear it up was to take aim at the dirt sheets and rumor mongers. But in this case, he was the dirt sheet. So (laughs) even if the dirt sheet started at first, he confirmed what they reported, or at least close enough. So this is really weird, and no one's a trustworthy source here. The only thing that you can take from this is that it looks like Malachi is stuck on his contract. We don't know the amount of time because Malachi says it's not five years. Tony Khan never says anything and he doesn't tell the truth anyway. Uh, Buddy Matthews, he was leaving, now he's not. Uh, Andrade still has hashtag free Andrade or free Elidalo on his, on his Twitter. I, I don't know what the hell is going on there. Uh, the only thing that we can take from this is what frankly you and I and there's others out there have been saying it, but we're, we're, we've are we been the minority that this group, the, the these choruses, these corners saying, aw is no better than any other promotion it's no worse either pays better than most but they're they're just another business and if they ever were more utopian or egalitarian that that was going to go by the wayside and i think we even gave it two to three years tops you're going to start seeing all the cracks and you know it started before cody but that's when people couldn't ignore it anymore and there's been really nothing but cracks ever since and now tony's trying to run like a a business which is fine he hasn't figured out how to make a profit yet but yeah so most of this controversy most of the IWC outrage is nonsense because they're taking what Malachi Black said Tommy N said on IG as fact and, and yelling at everybody else but they're ignoring his tweet from six days earlier or whatever on his account so I, you know I don't know what else to say to it
1: Jeff I I've got plenty to say about this and I want to add a perspective that I haven't heard on um, on the IWC yet? And this is.
0: You probably know VistaPrint for business cards, but we also print everything a small business mm-hmm. needs, like the sign in that window over there, or that bumper sticker in front of you, or that takeout menu, and that tote bag in your back seat. We print and design it all. Discover the printabilities at VistaPrint.com.
1: Related to the uh, liability that Malachi Black can carry if. Um, he's found in breach of contract, right? So you, um, for those that might not know, happen to be a lawyer by trade, Um, not exactly a entertainment law contracts lawyer, but um, you understand liability because it is your trade. Um, Jeff, what kind of like, Trouble can Malachi get himself into Tommy and get himself into if he, you know, starts talking about, Oh, you know, mental health issues and all these other items and, and, and I needed a break, I need a break. And then he asked for his release. And before he's even granted it, he's talking shit about, I want out. And so what usually comes with a breach of contract?
2: Let's start from this. The the first place you start is you look at the contract itself. I've not seen his contracts. I've never seen an AEW contract. I have seen Ring of Honor contracts. I have seen WWE contracts. I have seen impact contracts. When we had Stephen P. New on, he said all the contracts basically read the same. They all say the same things. Then some are longer than those, but they all say the same things. I remember we specifically asked him about AEW and he said yes. I cannot confirm it. The only other person I've heard speak on this is Don Tony, not the wrestler, but the podcaster. And he said that AEW contracts are only a couple of pages long. I don't know who's right. I don't know that either one is wrong. Maybe they have different types of contracts for different talent. Maybe it's evolved. Maybe it's devolved. I don't know. So let's just assume it's a binding seven-year contract or five-year contract. It doesn't matter. Um, if he refuses to perform and he's in breach of contract, I guess he can say he couldn't perform. He was medically unable to perform. Well, if that's the case, then he could be terminated. Um, or like any other injury, everyone remembers Ray Mysterio, AEW could just tack the time on to the contract and it will continue when he's well enough. And things like the FMLA don't cover contractors. ADA doesn't cover contractors usually. It may be some laws in Florida where I think AEW is is formed, but let, let's, let's presume that they're not. Or even if he did say, you know, I have a claim, that just means you, you can get either some amount of pay time leave or you're eligible for some type of disability insurance, uh, not necessarily through the employer, uh, but that you can't have sanctions. So again, he would just have to sit and wait. Another option is AEW could continue to pay him and keep him from competing. Um, so, you know, the WWE, right? they have Ali under contract, they pay him, he can't work anywhere else. He complains bitterly, and at some point, it's a it's a bending of the wheels. Who breaks first? Who who flinches? If he, if he competed, if he... Uh, tried to work for someone else I mean they'd all they'd all be sued um as far as damages are concerned it it's hard to say it would probably be more of an injunction plus attorneys fees and and some sort of sanctions for bad behavior especially if it was a wwe because they should know better if it's local indies you know they should know better but you know maybe they won't get hit as hard uh as, as far as how much money is somebody losing due to malachi black i mean You'd have to show merch sales, the difference before and after. You'd have to show some money is directly tied to Malachi Black. Uh, It doesn't matter whether they they make a profit or not. You can show that the that the net revenue went down, that the the red got deeper. Um, I don't know if they could tie that to Malachi Black or not. They they still have House of Black, so if you know if it'd be pretty tricky to any sort of monetary damages um outside of statutory or attorney's fees and i I doubt that they would bother trying to to get into that, that kind of burden of proof but that that's what it would be without seeing the contract itself so hopefully that made some sense and it's not too boring to people
1: i just find this uh whole situation really peculiar right so you have tommy end practically say that he wants his release right And then you have dirt sheets out there reporting that he was granted his release.
2: Right, a conditional release. There were some rumors out there that, you know, there was a six-month non-compete and some other items.
1: Right. And so nobody immediately after that rumor gets out there, nobody says boo about it. Not Tony Khan. Tony Khan doesn't come out and say, this is malarkey, I'm calling bullshit, none of it. Very weird. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue on Monday, he Tommy N decides to drop this Instagram live about how he's not going anywhere and you'll see him wrestling soon enough. And it takes about a good full two minutes of his diatribe to, for him to clear his day, say, You'll see me back on AEW television soon enough. So what could have changed between a week ago and now? Jeff, is there a possibility that maybe Tony was about to give this man his release and said, I'll do it. You just got to serve the six months but he's not really released yet until the six months are up. And in this period of a week or two, Tony Khan found, I guess maybe because, you know, last week we discussed this, Bobby Fish was found to be the mole. So what if they've got WWE or some sort of tampering, maybe it's not even clear as day linking again. Okay, let's let's assume Bobby Fish is the guy, right? So, let's say again, Bobby Fish or someone like Bobby Fish, um, a, a Bobby Fish adjacent, whoever that mid card or low card person would be, that has interest in being the go between to get them out of AEW and back to WWE. That wouldn't be tampering, though, it, and it, and it wouldn't be
2: that that there's nothing wrong with that. It, it has to be WWE or their agent. Now, if they went to Bobby Fisher, Bobby Fisher, Jason, and said, Psst, "Come here, talk, talk to him, and we'll give you a little bit of something, something for it," we'll get, you know to, to get him back. You know, the, you, you know, you have an undercover agent. You know, you have your your confidential informant. You know, there, there are times when the Fourth Amendment applies to the actions of private actors, not just the police when they're actually acting as a, as a police officer. Um, But but that's tough. Uh, Generally speaking, there's nothing wrong with wrestlers talking to each other and say, Hey, come back here. Hey, I I read that you got your release, you know, come on back. We'd love to have you back, you know, take your time. That's not a problem. The problem is, is a triple H or, or, you know, uh, Sean or, you know, Stephanie or, you know, someone from corporate calls them up um, and, you know, tries to convince him that there's not anything there's not anything wrong on WWE side if whatever Tommy End's real name is, if if he contacts them, because I know it's not Tommy End, it's like Tommy like Noren, something like that. Um, if he contacts them, WWE hasn't done anything wrong by picking up the phone. Uh, you know, it depends how, you know, how how proactive they become in in keeping in contact. You know, but if they're just on the reception of, I'm interested, I'm interested, I'm interested. Um, a lot of things could have happened. I mean, it could be exactly as you say. It could be that they worked out the terms of a release in principle, but the, the devil was in the details and they couldn't agree to a final draft. It could be that, that uh, Tony said, I'll give you a release, but I'm, you can't work for six months in this industry and I'm not going to pay you for that time, or I'm only going to pay you for two months or something like that. And Malachi realized that he couldn't make you know ends meet that way. I, I'm not sure. Maybe Thea's not getting, Zelina's not getting paid right now because she's injured, so maybe she's on the, it's her contract is being tacked at the end. Could be a whole bunch of things. Maybe maybe there was a cooling off period. Maybe it was buyer's remorse. One day we'll know. I don't know when. It'll probably be in over a decade by the time the the truth is told, and by that time the truth will probably be forgotten. The unfortunate thing is we don't have any actors that we can rely on. We can't rely on Malachi Black's words because... Malachi impeached Malachi. I mean, he, he literally said the opposite uh, on Instagram versus Twitter. I mean, they're, they're both him. Which is which is more trustworthy? I would say your type words are more trustworthy because you take more time thinking about them rather than speaking where you're, it tends to be a little bit more contemporaneous. I mean, or extemporaneous. That, that seemed to be extemporaneous so improv in his car, sitting there sort of reluctantly turning his head around and looking like he didn't really want to be there. Um, Tony
1: Khan. <laughs> like like Tony's got a gun to him. I mean, I don't know. Jeff, don't is there any... Is, days. Jeff, is there any way that you think Tony Khan put him up to this so AEW doesn't lose face? Yes, face, Absolutely. But, but Malachi has already still been released and in five to six months will be on WWE.
2: It's possible. I don't think so. I think they just agreed that Malachi could take a couple months off and he'll he'll go, come back to AEW, he'll be paid, all will be forgiven and they'll do something better with the House of Black. I mean, that, that's the simplest explanation. That's the one I'm going to go with. Yeah, just... just. And that's I, the same I, applied I, to Buddy.
1: I want to say it's very weird, but I also think that it's not outside the realm of normal for AEW. I mean... I, for one, think um, Tony Khan is very flighty of mind. And so this is why you have erratic storytelling on AEW. Like, what what is the the best storyline that they've done recently? The best storyline recently? Long-term
2: storyline. I mean, it had to be mjf and wardlow right until they actually did it and then it, then it got overshadowed by mjf exploding and then dropping the ball with everything wardlow did but even that was like six months
1: ago almost that was like the beginning of the summer jeff
2: yeah i i, I know you're asking me for a good story i mean after that it's been mostly we you bad. To- i mean it's been some version of the bcc versus the jas and sports entertainment versus professional wrestling which is I mean, I'm not saying all of it's been bad, but it's generally stupid, and it got stupider once t- Triple H took over uh, WWE. I mean, do you want to call Forbidden Door a good storyline? I mean, it interests some people, but it really wasn't a success, not ratings-wise, not staying power. There's New Japan clearly isn't benefiting, so I don't know what the be- best story... I mean, the best storyline was Kenny Omega's coming back, but then he gets thrown out the uh, you could argue punk the the summer of punk, but that got derailed. I mean, so most of their what you could put in the category of nominees for best storyline got you know what's it called when a bull kicks off a rider
0: yeah anyway, um, it doesn't matter they
2: they got shortcuted they got short circuited um so yeah the the best last story I can remember i'm I'm sure somebody else can think of something, but I mean, aside from jade being thirty eight and oh is
1: would be Matt Maynard.
2: Would be Wardlow's ascension.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, we're gonna talk about CM Punk a little bit later too. Um, I told you guys last week there was gonna be a CM Punk drop. You've heard of the CM Punk pop, and now there's a CM Punk drop. The we'll punk talk about bump. that. What's that? And this is the
2: Punk slump. You have to make a rhyme. We had the Punk bump and the Punk slump. The Punk slump.
1: There you go. But that now you've been made it a tongue twister. See?
2: Everything's a tongue twister for me.
1: I'm I'm not a natural orator. Yeah, baby. Um, Let's get into WWE uh, news and review. Monday Night Raw was emitting live from... <laughs> Canada, right? Wasn't it Winnipeg? <laughs> oh, that's right. It was Canada. Someplace in... No, wasn't it uh, Edmonton. Calgary, Edmonton.
2: Alberta?
1: Edmonton. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um... And, um, I thought it was a really good episode of raw kind of flowed really well. They were up against a, uh, pretty interesting Monday night football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York giants, which was a really tight game up until the end. It even ended after raw went off the air. Um, but, um, show starts off with damage control. A lot of people are are very skittish. They're shitting on damage control, Jeff. Why are people so disenchanted with damage control?
2: Because they're late. I mean, I've been saying
1: all along that. Are they pregnant? To,
2: what? They're late. Yeah. All this. Well, maybe not. We're not sure yet. But um, this faction never really made a whole lot of sense, and they didn't really do a lot to try to tie it together. There's not a lot of chemistry or cohesion behind them. Um, Physically, two of the three of them are diminutive, so they don't really have that intimidation factor. Uh, it's not like three people is a lot. You can usually get groups of two or three that can fight off three. So, uh, you know, Bailey is a good talker, but she's not a great talker. I know there's people who love everything about Bailey, but, you know, that, that's, that's a segment. There's not a whole lot of, you know, Dakota Kai is, is the greatest ever kind of thing. Eo doesn't really speak English, which is fine. She's a terrific wrestler, but she's a high flyer and they're not really putting her in that position. Um, there's not a lot of high flyer women in WWE at the moment on the main roster, um, that they certainly not that they're pairing her up with. So it's just been a weird faction the whole time and they're, they're using them too much. They're putting them on both shows and they're getting like three or four segments per show. So it's, it's, overexposing them. And needlessly, they, they have plenty of people. They have plenty of people on the roster. They have plenty of people that they're not using. Um, so, you know, it it it's a self-inflicted wound, but I, I mean, I've been talking, I've been hesitant since day one. I never really got on the train. I'm like, well, let's see how it goes, but this doesn't make sense. And every week I've sort of gotten progressively more sour on it. And even their ascension to becoming women's tag team champions, that that seemed to be like a week late or a week and a half late. It's like none of it's felt natural, organic. There's no cohesion. And I, I just feel like the rest of the crowd is getting to where I was right now. They're questioning it or getting sour on it. So uh, I, all I say to them is welcome aboard. I'm not happy about this. I, I would rather it be cool. I mean... I said they should have had Raquel turn on Ali and give give them some muscle. If not, put Lacey Evans there. She ain't doing anything else, and she's oh. sort of like a big hoss that they want to do something with. Lacey's so good. Give, give, give her the muscle. Well, put, give them Tamina. She's big. Give her give them a heater. Uh, I I don't know. Or give them Papa Tunde. You know Colonel Aziz. He's not doing anything. Let him let him be. Let him be their muscle. I don't I don't know. Whatever it is, they're they're missing they're missing something. Bailey isn't the right front person. She's not their Pat McAfee. She's not the Ric Flair. She's not the Adam Cole. She's not the Triple H. She's not that glue in the front of the faction that, that makes it all work together.
1: See, I, dis- I disagree with you, Jeff. I think Bailey is perfectly suited for who the front woman of the team should be. I think the issue is, say it with me, Jeff, Vince was right about Dakota and Eeyore.
2: Vince oh, knew right about Dakota. Not about EO. This is just not the right role for
1: her. N- n- Vince was right about both of them. They, they, they don't have any type of char- charisma whatsoever. Like Io's Dakota. I don't know is, what Dakota's is character
2: her, is. is. Her offense is her, is her aerial attack. And they're not. Sh-
1: they're not allowing her to show that. Jeff, nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. Everybody can claim that they love the fucking wrestling. Nobody gives a shit about that. Hold on a sec.
2: I mean Jeff Hardy has no charisma and has no character and can't cut a promo people love him just because of his aerial style
1: he, no no, so, no 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 he you, Jeff has plenty of charisma usually yeah. he needs uh to find it with a you know and a fifth of vodka but he finds it
2: he's got he's got zero charisma Darby Allen zero, zero it all comes from his move set there's plenty of people that, that their move set is what gets them over Ray Mysterio no charisma Still can't cut a promo. He's been this in this business seven hundred and twelve years. He still no, can't j- cut a promo.
1: But Rey's charisma is in the ring with the moves. That's Eo's not saying. Rey Mysterio. That- but no, no 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 no. EO-, Eo Shirai is not Rey Mysterio. She's not she this was- uh lucha libre uh... She's a female Rey Mysterio. She could be. No, she's not. Stop it! Are you are you mad? I I'm mad that you're trying to
2: manufacture like some heat over this absurdity that nobody wants to listen to.
1: Nobody wants to fucking see Eeyore Shirai. I've been telling you this for years now. Yes, years. We've been doing this fucking podcast for years. Yeah, I've been like telling one. you this. Vince was right. Just say it, Jeff. With Vince, Dakota, yes. Eeyore, Now, I, I disagree. I think I think the problem is those two. Nobody gives a fuck about them. It's not. Eeyore, can't, uh, the, the Eeyore is given time and time in the fucking ring. Bianca Belair, she's she's mixed up with. Well, Pete Dunn is was as boring as shit, and all he could do was wrestle.
2: But you you put him with Pat McAfee, and all of a sudden he's interesting. You put him with Sheamus, and all of a sudden they're interesting.
1: I mean, no, 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 no. Pete Pete Dunn was interesting because he was. uh What's like his name? Lawyer. No, he was. Who's the fucking guy? He was Pat Scrappy Mc... doo Butch. They they gave him yeah Butch. They gave him the Scrappy doo attitude. But people liked him when he was with Oni
2: Lorcan and Shane Burke. Nobody liked him with Oni Lorcan. I don't you, even like Oni Lorcan. I don't even like saying
1: Oni Lorcan. put Pat McAfee with them, all of a sudden they got interesting. Right. Because Pat McAfee's got charisma. Right. And Butch got charisma when he became Scrappy-Doo.
2: No. It required the, the Seamus and Ridge being the straight men to that thing. But Seamus getting over is what's gotten Butch over. I mean, Sheamus and, and Walter—that—that's what's gotten this uh, Günther. Sorry, has gotten this whole thing over.
1: Anyway. Yeah, please, please identify him. Ba- ba- Bailey's a perfectly good second. She's not a first. No, nah, I disagree. She can I be the R
2: Anderson. She can't be the
1: Ric Flair. I, but she doesn't need to be Ric Flair. She, does. she can be. She can be St- uh, Sting. There you go. Sting never led anything.
2: He's leading Darby Allen. Sting is the the second most overrated wrestling in his wrestler in history.
1: Oh my god! Wow, didn't he? Sting led the uh, re- revolt against the NWO. Yeah,
2: until he joined the the Wolfpack. <laughs> so he wanted to be with the cool kids because he's not a leader. He's a follower, and most oh, of the time he man. led the revolt. He was in the rafters for a year doing nothing. He was occasionally pointed. rappelling down with a baseball bat. That's right. And people ate that shit up. They loved they it. They did eat that shit up, but people are stupid. They were stupid <laughs>
1: then, they are stupid now. You want to know who the first <laughs> overrated
2: wrestler of all time is? CM
1: Punk. E- e- oh, come on now. He can't be overrated when he's a draw.
2: You can be overrated when you're a draw. It's stupid people buying tickets to see you.
1: Listen, Goldberg fans can't be wrong.
2: Goldberg's more of a draw than CM Punk was. sting
1: combined probably i don't know i don't know man i feel like there's a there's a lot of people coming to see cm punk and now that he's no longer there it's been about the same i mean actually they got a spike after after the cm punk thing i mean they they started breaking that because they were hoping that it was a fake that it was a fake out and cm punk would show up Whatever the reasons are,
2: I mean, you know, that this week they did 40, but it's still 990. It's still, I mean, this is better than what they were doing seven weeks ago, you know,
1: five months ago, probably seven Nine, months ago. But he was injured five months ago. I don't care. Or five weeks ago, or whatever uh, it was. I'm telling you that he's overrated. I'm not
2: telling you that, I don't they, think so. they, that he's, not, he's overrated by a lot of people. So is Sting. I mean, that, that's sort of what overrated means. If, if I told you that Jack Stane was overrated. Nobody would
1: care because most people are like, who's Jack Stane? I, I, I agree. I don't even know who Jack Stane is. Yeah, let me give you is something the referee? That, that
2: the IWC loves, who is mostly shite and will never be a star. Colby Carino is overrated, but he's not on the list of the most overrated wrestlers because nobody cares.
1: What about um, uh, Hijo del Vikingo? Probably overrated. Oh, man but he was like number nine in the PWI. Yes. We, well, we had this discussion a couple weeks ago, how bad that was. Uh, Jeff, let's talk about uh, the fans turning on Dexter Loomis. You're saying that people uh, in Edmonton were turning on, on Dexter. Good old Dexter. I'm, well, I'm starting to dig de- Dexter's gimmick. Um, where he's like, is- like,
2: what's going on here? What What's the end game here? What's the story? What's the reason I'm hearing it on podcasts. Like, it's been entertaining, but it's just weird. He's acting like a heel, and he's doing heely things. Uh, and it doesn't hurt hurt that or help that the Miz is acting like Buddy Matthews, that they're the, the two stupidest wrestlers on earth. Like he forgets he's a wrestler. But you know, this is um, it, it's just it's just weird. What what's he going after the Miz for? What's the story? Like they have to figure something out first. Was it clever he's hiding, like he's pretending to be a hockey statue, like a statuette, like from the hockey fame. Yeah, yeah, that was clever. That was clever. I mean, why Miz got the the weakest-looking security of all time, I don't know, but he made a little story of it. That was fine. He's trying. but That's stupid. What did he call Force. them? Miz Fleet? They... Miz Force.
1: Miz Force. <laughs> <Ms>. Force.
2: <laughs> he didn't want big muscle guys. He wanted people who were swift and fleet and smart, so, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just feel like people are coming around again to things that I've been noting for the past two or three weeks that this is a little weird. It was a little bit disturbing when he broke into the Miz's house when his kids were there. That, 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 you know, that I weird. That's after that, it merited an explanation as to what has the Miz done so bad that justifies that. He's a prick. <laughs> that's that's not enough. There's nothing rare about that. That's not, in enough,
1: wrestling. That's not enough in wrestling.
2: That's not, that's not enough to to, to torment two, two, two
1: young girls who are what both that's, under seven. I mean, that's more than than the explanation we got for Bandito getting a world title match. But well, I, I mean, I
2: can give you an explanation for Bandito is that he was a Ring of Honor champion. He never lost the championship. because he he got himself COVID, so he couldn't he couldn't defend it in the unification match with Jonathan Gresham. So there's a story they didn't tell it. By the way. The, <laughs> On dynamite this week, AW said, "If you if you're not familiar with Juice Robinson, the Mandito, and why these superstars deserve these title shots, we've prepared video packages to introduce you to them." Great, you've learned your lessons. No more manse Warners, no more Nick Gages, no more you know Jay Whites, no more Will Osprey that nobody knows about. No more assuming that we know who people. is terrific. You've learned your lesson. Nope, they gave them each like 20 second packages, and half of the packages. Like the one with Juice Robinson had as much Moxley as it had Juice Robinson. Told you barely anything about Juice Robinson. The one about Bandito was like seven seconds long, and it, it didn't say anything. I mean, they, they couldn't even give 30 seconds. I mean, they, they couldn't tell any story. They said that Juice Robinson had two wins over Moxley. Right, who cares? Who One of the only two people in AEW to have more than two wins over John Moxley. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that like Roman Reigns has more than two wins over John Moxley you know among other people it's just it's like even when they know they made a mistake and they want to fix it they don't do that right too and like they could have told the story but again this is you know they 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 needed to tell a story as to why dexter loomis is doing this and they need to do it quickly or it's just it's just freaking
1: weird i just find this so odd because usually i hate the supernatural and not, not that I'm saying Dexter Loomis is supernatural, but he's, he's kind of supernatural adjacent. He's, he's a serial wrestling serial he's killer. horror adjacent. He's horror adjacent. I don't mind the horror stuff. I like the horror stuff. This is actually well done.
2: It's just not the face. You're not supposed to hate the people. You're not supposed to, you know, you, nobody hates the Miz enough to do it.
1: And nobody hates his kids enough. Nobody hates Maurice enough for this. But hold up, Jeff. It's not like like Dexter Loomis did something so dastardly, like he punched Mrs. Kid, like or punched Maurice in the boob. Like he didn't do anything like that. He
2: broke into their home. One of the kids came out. I'm thirsty, and she sees a man there. I mean, and there she, listen, it's it, it it's weird. It's it's too much. To, listen, it, it would be one thing if they didn't have Mister, Mrs. Miz on USA that, they, that where they show that they're actually an adorable family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, if you're going to if you're gonna break kayfabe, you can't do it with a family that you advertise around in your universal products, which you market to networks as part of your universal products. It just doesn't make sense. They could have picked some... I mean, pick Ciampa. Maybe Ciampa blackballed him from getting a title opportunity in NXT repeatedly. I don't know. Nobody cares about Ciampa. Let, let, let them, maybe, maybe that would work. Um, you know... Uh, I just don't. Have what if you find out reason for it, and if there's no reason, it doesn't work. What? If- and if he is a face, he's not trying to kill them. If he's, if he's just a psycho and he just decided to to kill them, that's fine. But then he'd be the heel. I mean, plenty of horror movies are just about somebody's possessed and is pure evil and is just killing for no reason, fixated on, you know, the Miz because it looks like his father.
1: Whatever, who doesn't matter. But that's 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 a heel story, not a face story. What if he's like you know you saw him caressing the Miz? After he, um, what if he's just um, jealous of his skin uh, (laughs) regimen?
2: He couldn't just ask him to, like, you know, tell him what his beauty regime is and, like, refer him to an esthetician or something? Miz
1: doesn't seem like the type of guy that will willingly give you that information.
2: Well, you know what? I will take Dexter Loomis to a Sephora, and we can get we can get <laughs> him a full workup, and, and they can recommend him a full suite of products. And you know, uh, you know, I can take him to Kiehl's. We can go to La Sotan. We can go all over the place and test out what works for him. Where you know where uh, dermatological work, where Lab Series works for you, where Keels works for mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. where uh,
1: you know you know like, a lot about this stuff. Uh you know, would, I if Dexter Loomis were to break into your house right now, do you think he'd caress your skin? I would hope so.
2: Listen, <laughs> th- there's a reason that I'm almost fifty-four and I look like I'm only almost fifty-two.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. you look like a, a spring potato. That's right, the spring potato, a russet potato. <laughs> Let's move on, Jeff. Um, we've got a uh, P- Peruvian neckties happening. Um, Seth Rollins debuts a new move. Um. Yeah. What the cage pit, the fight pit. I know the fight pit. (laughs) Extreme rules is coming up. So everybody has to have a gimmick match and Rollins and Riddle are going to have a fight pit match. They can't call it an octagon match or whatever. It's a fight pit. The WWE ring will turn into a fight pit. um, Where I guess shoot fighting is going to happen. Do you, do you really think this is going to be like a shoot fight? Or do you think it's going to be a worked shoot fight? I mean, I,
2: I guess no one making, can see your face right translate now. to a podcast,
1: yeah, right? You know, this is, this is a,
2: this is a work. This is wrestling. No, there's nothing shoot about it.
1: But he, but Seth now worked out a uh, Peruvian necktie. Yeah. Giving, giving, an, a,
2: you know, a neck bar, a name doesn't mean it's a shoot. It's a great name, <laughs> Peruvian necktie. It goes wonderful with Peruvian chicken. Um, delicious.
1: I bet it does. Have you ever gone into a brothel and asked for Peruvian necktie? I have not. Oh, okay. Any of those things? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what did you th- What do you think about this Seth Rollins versus Riddle feud? Do you think it should be over?
2: Yeah. The, the, this This should be the end of it. Yeah, I, I I want Randy Orton to come back already. This this is this is tiresome. It, it is it, right. I mean, it's it's fine. They they, they work well together. I, it doesn't need to be over over. They can have one more match. I mean, didn't Seth win the, the first? Now Riddle's going to win this one, so they'll have to have the
1: bumper match. You really think Riddle's going to win this? Uh, if he doesn't, he's sort of ruined. I don't think he's ruined. All he Riddle needs is Randy. A back. lot of else. Who, who do you think has taken more L's this year? Seth Rollins or Riddle? It's probably pretty close. Seth has taken
2: more on the big stage, but it, it's, it, it's a lot. I mean, if Riddle wasn't in a tag match with Randy, he took he lost.
1: Mm, he did lose to Roman. Probably like 95% of
2: the time. <laughs> um, let me The see. interaction between Lashley and Riddle where Bobby Lashley's like, hey, man, cool bro everything's good, but if you ever interfere in one of my matches again, I'm going to kill you. And Riddle's like, my bad. That is, That better be planting seeds or something, and and I mean Bobby's heel turn against Riddle.
1: I don't think that that's what that means. I think they're trying to protect Lashley. Lashley didn't remember, we discussed this last week, Lashley didn't need the run-in, right? Lashley doesn't need um, anything. Just, Plus, just having just, MVP
2: back will not be the worst thing ever.
1: But uh, then you're going to
2: team up Lashley and almost that doesn't make any sense. I have I have another role for almost in mind.
1: Oh, yeah. As the heater. As a heater for judgment for day. damage control. For judgment day. So he's doing double duty. No, hold up. Do- Single uh, duty. It- hold up a second. Isn't Rhea the, the heater for judgment day? She's
2: listen. Rhea hasn't had any physical contact that anybody's touched her. You think it's an accident? Ever since she had nothing... Oh, uh, Hold up, hold up, hold up.
1: Ever since Dominic has the- probably had a lot of physical interaction with Rhea. I am sure that he's never touched her.
2: No, um, <laughs> yeah, in real life, she she had like brain surgery or something. I don't think that she's. I don't think she's cleared to wrestle. So she's she's definitely not the heater. She's she's an antagonist. She's a she's an instigator. She's a shield at times, but. Th- I mean, Judgment Day loses more than they win, and they seem to be recruiting anybody and everyone. They're still talking about Riddle. They're trying to get AJ now. I mean, it's like... The, it's but like she, walloped, the, she walloped AJ. Whatever. It's like all the old guys. Like, yeah, she wallops, but nobody makes contact with her. Nobody touches but her. The, That's because she's not... But isn't the that the heater? No. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm the point, almost has nothing to do. At some point, she's going to get better and be able to wrestle women again. Um... I'm just saying that, that Judgment Day has no mojo. They lose more than they win. I don't know why anybody would want to join this group of losers. It's like being recruited by the Dark Order.
1: I disagree with you. I feel like they're they're gaining momentum. Like I love the DOM stuff. The DOM the D, 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 adding Dominic to this added a, a breath of fresh air. We talked about this again last week. I love Rhea and DOM. And now it, you've it got That's
2: for 5 minutes.
1: And now you've got this Finn and AJ thing like going on. I'm interested now in that.
2: And like now, Nobody... people are now people are putting this evil in the air. The good brothers can come back, and they can reform Bullet Club. Jesus Christ, who the fuck wants the good brothers back? This
1: is true. Nobody wants the good brothers back. I you know want who, the good you brothers, know who brothers back. Does want them back? Finn and AJ. <laughs> I doubt that. I guarantee they
2: they do. This is so stupid. Who cares? I mean, Juice Robinson with his Bullet Club logo and music got no reaction for an AEW crowd. What makes you think that the WWE crowd wants to see any sort of Bullet Club? I mean, this thing is—it's all AARP at this point. They'd rather see an NWO reunion. I mean, NWO and DX—that's <laughs> iconic. Forget about Bullet Club. What Bullet Club was like the uh, like the the, the Walmart to your Nordstroms. Forget it. It's enough. I'm just saying, almost has no direction. All they're they're reintroducing him, doing the handicap matches against local jobbers. It's like the same thing they did a year and a half ago. because they don't know what to do with him, um, you know. And they haven't even figured out. Well, we can have him be Shanky. Then we can have him be Babatunde, uh, you know. But it's at some point they're going to have to put him against Braun or someone like that. And I guess they all want to do it. So let him be the heater, not a wrestler. Let him let him be, you know the you know. Uh, who's the one the the viking that's hurt eric put get ivar a haircut get him out of that stupid viking gear put him in like kratos from like a god of war video game and let him be the executioner let 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 him let them have their just their muscle there that can lose and let them win matches something
1: oh my god you're a fucking genius jeff i know i think it's a brilliant idea so because eric is out mm-hmm. ivar is missing a partner, mm-hmm. and so who better to represent the Viking community than Omas? Get Omas in Viking gear that is abnormally looking on him, and get him to be the second member or the third member of Viking no, Raiders. I'm I fucking out love out it. Of the Good job. Stuff. Where's 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 this music? Where's the clapping sounds? I don't know. You should you should learn your way around this. Jimmy, I've a got to, I got. got to, pretty, put so. the, I'm gonna put the clapping there. Why can't you be more like Jimmy? Good job. Good job, Jeff.
2: Listen, the reason why Rhea and Dom, or as I like to call him Sub Ripley, can't work forever is they've already botched it. Because last week he goes, "I'm gonna go party with Priest." No, he he should have said, "I'm gonna go party with Priest," and then waited and paused and said, "Is it okay if I go, Rhea?" Like, he had to ask permission. Like, they won't go all the way. They need to put him in the, the demolition outfit. They need to put him on a dog leash and a dog chain. They have to have a gimp thing <laughs> around his face where he's got the ball in his mouth so that he no. can't speak. He needs to ask her permission for everything. He, not this waiter from Apple of he's saying. This this is going to get old real quickly unless they go all the way with it, and they're not going to go all the way with it. it. It's already dull. And Dom got a, a heat reaction once there was some division, whether it was go away heat or heal heat. Uh, I know some people love this. I don't. You love it. Mish loves I it. I love it.
1: I absolutely love it. And I, I if, if you love very, it.
2: Very short shelf life, unless they go further with it. Uh, I fear they will. If they do go further with it, then, then I will invest. If they if they do anything close to what I'm suggesting, I will invest. We're just saying, I'm not saying you need to add Ivar or almost to it or whatever. Those are just ideas to give people that have nothing to do, something to do. Um, and make the group look more intimidating <laughs> by having some numbers, but people who don't, don't need to be featured, they can be background players. It, it, this, I it love the idea the of, Once they did, turned on edge, it, no, nothing's made sense since then.
1: I love the idea of adding Omos to the Viking Raiders. Judgment Day is good. They're a four-person group. How about Omos
2: becomes a Viking and Ivar becomes a Nigerian warrior? No. I, it's, like, it's like it's like the so the twin towers where they both get confused.
1: Do you think Ivar uh, would be it's like their minds get he, switched? If you that that would be a good good it's like Freaky good, Friday strangle. except it's
2: Manic Monday or something where their their oh minds get switched. I
1: I know if if somebody if I were to pitch that to Vince McMahon, I'm pretty sure he'd be like he, he great would job go for that. Yeah, I, I I think I could definitely have held on to a job under Vince. I think I think you would have been a chief by now. You would have been the chief creative officer. I might have. People would be talking about me like they talked about Russo in 1999. Judgment Day is fine. Judgment Day's got four four members. It's great. Four, four members. You know who else said
2: they were fine? Bullet Club.
1: Bullet Club made a lot of money for a short period of time. Look, yeah, made. Judgment Day's That's got.
2: Good. Judgment Day will never make a lot of money, but Judgment Day sucks. They win nothing. They stink. They don't even have Do- goals. Say what your goals are. Your goal is to lose to Edge. That's 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 where that's that's the end game. They're gonna they fuck going to Edge up. for the tag up. team t- titles.
1: Their goal was to recruit Dominic. Check, they did that. Now they're going to level up.
2: What a huge acquisition! What a game changer!
1: <laughs> hey, listen, if AEW signed Dominic Mysterio, you'd definitely see game changer all over you know, Twitter. It, Dominic has AEW written
2: all over him. He's already on the exercise re- regime. He already has the preferred body. He's already got a bad haircut. He's perfect for that.
1: <laughs> Jeff, um, more White Rabbit stuff. Um, it was reported over th- earlier this week that um, I think it was Triple H that said the White Rabbit um, is uh, referring to new talent, but it's not who you think it is. Everybody thinks it's related to Bray Wyatt. Jeff. And it is. Is there any chance that it's not Bray Wyatt? And if not, who
2: then? Well, if they gave him a different name, but it's going to be the same person.
1: Did you see pictures online? Uh, Apparently, I guess somebody um, posted a picture of a new toy that they found, I think, at Walmart. And it was Bray Wyatt in a mad hatter uh outfit
2: yeah i've 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 seen stuff and heard stuff like that
1: so Uh, this i could dig it the mad hatter gimmick that's not like a copyright infringement or is that uh,
2: that that's long in the public domain through the public Carroll through the looking glass oh yeah for sure anybody could do the mad hatter um And you can in wrestling you can mostly do gimmicks anyway without calling yourself a mad hatter and just act like one but yeah no it's it's either way it's not an issue i i I could i could dig it i mean it's a little bit like seth Rollins' character i mean it's a little bit like what juice robinson tried but nobody saw what juice robinson tried so that doesn't matter Uh, Mm -hmm. and they can always change
1: seth they need to um i mean seth is more joker right he's more like the joker mad hatter is what Sort of
2: closer to Riddler, I guess, I mean, than Joker, but similar. I mean, they're both in the DC universe Batman villain, so they're also that dark sort of like, you know, functionally insane sociopathic psychopathic uh, kind of thing. I mean, the Mad Hatter, I think, uses more hypnotism than a gun (laughs) Mm. and mind control, I think. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I get you know, I mean, sort of a zany, I mean, it'd be perfect. The Firefly Funhouse, you could, you could have crazy tea parties. You could still have the characters. I mean, it, it, it could be great. And I, you know, I love all that stuff. And and if he's crazy and, you know, I mean, Alexa Bliss, she could be a great Alice and evil Alice. That'd be perfect. And bring her back and, and so that give her something. She's listless too.
1: Um I'm you saw good. the lights flicker a couple times in, uh, yeah. what was it? Her, Absolutely. You think this is all the related
2: when she was in there? I don't think that was an accident. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. And I think this QR code thing is fun. Listen, if it, who else could it be other than a Bray Wyatt character? It wouldn't be a gigantic disappointment. I mean, they'd have to literally like de-age the Undertaker to make him 32 years old or like resurrect Andre the Giant. I mean, what else? What else could it be? The second coming of Papa Shango is the only thing I would, I would accept.
1: No, I, I can tell you what it is. I put it together. The minute that I heard the news that it's Triple H said it's, it's somebody returning, but it's not who you think. Think about it. White rabbit. What's another word for a rabbit, Jeff? Hair. What? No. Bunny. Bunny. Bad bunny is back, my man. Bad bunny is back. Yes. I will, all of Puerto Rico and Latin America once It's Hispanic Heritage Month. Bad Bunny is coming back. If you're gonna, if you are bringing back Bad Bunny, you promote
2: Bad Bunny because it sells albums and gets people to watch. Now, I mean, Bad Bunny would be more of a draw than Br- Bray Wyatt. You don't fool around with that. You bring, you bring in Bad Bunny.
3: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. <laughs>
4: Say hello to Estrogen Free SLIND, a progestin only pill with no unnecessary hormones. It's over 98% effective with a flexible window to catch up on a missed pill. Don't take SLIND if you have kidney, liver, or adrenal problems, cervical cancer, or hormone sensitive cancer, or unexplained vaginal bleeding. Before taking SLIND, tell your doctor if you may be pregnant or have had blood clots, stroke, heart attack, high potassium in your blood, diabetes, or depression, which can lead to serious side effects. Talk to your doctor or visit SLIND.com.
2: That's right. A million people would turn in to watch that, not you know, 116,000 extra or whatever you, you get for Greg.
1: <laughs> all right, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to put my money on Bad Bony. I mean, Bad Bony is coming it, back. If it's Paul London from Lucha Underground, there's,
2: there's going to be trouble.
1: <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Yeah. Jeff, uh, now that we mentioned this, um, we were talking about the Joker and the Riddler. What other Batman villains would make good wrestling gimmicks? Scarecrow. Oh, scarecrow's a good one. Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah. Poison Ivy,
2: sort of an environmental eco terrorist.
1: Wasn't Daniel Bryan already that though? Eh,
2: close, but he's a man.
1: <laughs> what about Condiment uh, King? I don't know. I mean, uh, not a condomin- they tried condomin- with Moxley
2: with Dean Ambrose. Who? Bane.
1: Bane, uh, he, yeah, but he fucked that up. So they could retry I blame Batman. Moxley for that. I don't blame Vince. I mean, I'm not really a Batman guy. I, I mean,
2: I, I think that most of what's wrong with this country is that at some point, Batman became cooler than Superman, which is ridiculous. Superman is good, perfect, and indestructible. Batman is a sociopath who's a serial gr- pedophilic groomer. What? What? I, Robin. No. Jason. What's the, the kid? J- J- and then he's Jason got the other Todd. one. He's got he's he's got he's a serial groomer. The only outlier is back. <laughs>
1: he's a serial groomer. Right. He's no, not a serial groomer. Look, he
2: had Robin. the the, he's the... Got four robins. What the hell are you thinking of that? Is you keep adopting eight year old boys
1: and training them? One of the arts? one of the he's had five robins, and well, one of them it was better. His, one of them was his own son. He did
2: not have any sons.
1: He's sterile. He too. has da- Damian Wayne. Okay, so he's got he's
2: he, okay, so only groomed four times until he can finally get his sperm to work. Good, terrific, awesome.
1: <laughs> he is so rude. And what, what you, saying, you, why you, you
2: You've never heard of incest?
1: Who it was, Talia Talia Ghoul is, is whatever he can, he can still fool around with his own kid. There's plenty of oh my god, world. Uh, I can't you, believe we're, is sick this of. is you know what? Vince is gonna fire you now. Vince is not in control what about killer croc would killer Croc? who would be a good killer croc and why would it be almost <laughs> <laughs> um
2: nobody would be a good killer croc.
1: Braun Braun would be a good killer croc i feel he would i mean you have to definitely. be a lizard he's not that far from it right now is he it's pretty far <laughs> got no scales i think so mm, i don't know uh, Jeff, alright, a couple more other uh, WWE items before we move on to our AEW review um, Sable is yeah, rumored we, we, MVP was singing
2: from the Mackenzie's The Great White North, he was singing Take Off so MVP I, if you know, you know, now to you my friend
1: yeah, call me when he does another uh, uh, classic Take On Me Take On Me I'm absolutely not calling you Take Uh-huh. um sable does she does she deserve to be in the hall of fame yes why why S- what sable was like one of the biggest
2: draws in the history of sports entertainment she was on playboy like what twice
1: hold up on, hold up on, hold up on, hold on. biggest draws one listen update. just because she got a lot of guys to stain their draws doesn't mean that she was a draw that
2: she was absolutely a draw, and to stain your draws, that that I mean that that's what her job was, and that's what she did.
1: Oh my gosh. No, I mean I, she, listen. she sold
2: more tickets than D Brown ever did. Sold more tickets than Tito Santana ever did. She sold more tickets oh, no. than Jim Nighthart ever did.
1: Tito Santana used to pack the Alamo Dome. No, he didn't. <laughs> Embarcadero? Sable was mm. strong. I don't, I, I don't
2: right. <laughs> she certainly sold more tickets than her ex-husband Mark Merrow did. Mm.
1: I think uh, she's definitely going to be a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. Uh, only because, you know, Brock's going to advocate for her, but also because she, you know, did play boy. Absolutely. Let's be it. cool. Let's let's be quite, quite frank. That's the real reason. You tuned in what, to but, see Sable. You know, let's. I know that the, the big difference between Sable and China is the porn, right? There's Sable so many differences. Sable took off her 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 clothes for Playboy, mm-hmm. but she never did pornography. Big difference. China did pornography. China she was also in Playboy. She was also in Playboy, but because she did pornography, she cannot join the hall of fame
2: she also did pornography and it's the type of pornography she did and she was also heavily in on drugs and intoxicated while she was doing the pornography and that was obvious too but yeah those-
1: sunny did pornography and she's in the hall of fame
2: <laughs> uh, well i think that came after but uh i i don't know i'm not not really as the sunny advocate here that uh, she's more your bag literally
1: oh yeah i wonder um, if sunny will call in this week but China should be in
2: the Hall of Fame. I mean, if, if this is a Sable versus China, it's a false choice. There's no need. There's, It's not a physical place where they're running out of room. China absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: They definitely need to expand several wings of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I Can't mean, be China, running out of room.
2: China was a, a game changer. She was definitely revolutionary, and they—, they the closest anyone's come to finding anyone like her is was was Camille as uh, Nick oh. Aldus's bodyguard, and almost no one saw that. And right now, Jade Cargill.
1: You're right. And Thunder Rosa. No. No. Thunder
2: Rosa. She hasn't been mentioned in weeks. They 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 did mention that Tony Storm was the interim women's champion. I forgot. I I forgot she was the interim champion because they never mentioned the actual champion.
1: Do you think that uh, Thunder Rosa will uh, take to her Instagram this weekend and say, Hey guys, I did not ask for my release.
2: I do not. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Thunder Rosa, but it doesn't seem like she's going to get a release. So yeah, listen, maybe she really is hurt. I know that she was scratched off another show. I don't know if that's because of Tony said, you know, if you can't work for me, you can't work for anyone. I know he did that with, um, Kenny Omega said you're suspended and you can't do. You know, I think it was uh, I think it was the, your friend El Hijo del Vikingo. He he didn't allow him to. That's right. Wrestle for the AAA number AAA, nine or ta- title or whatever it is, a Mega Championship title.
1: La um, Mega. La Mega. Yeah, La mega. yeah
2: but Sable um, Sable absolutely deserves in the hall uh, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So does China, not just as a member of DX.
1: Jeff, let's move on to Sasha Banks or the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks. Mercedes Varnado, right? You know Mercedes has been doing a lot of uh, non-wrestling activities lately. She's been seen at New York Fashion Week modeling. She's been, you know, She uh, Premier. Hulk premiere. She Hulk premiere, walking the red carpet. She's been um, working with Snoop. I guess she's involved as an as a co-owner of a cannabis dispensary. Um, in Florida, she's doing a lot of things she's that are not wrestling related. No, they are not. And the you know the news broke on Thursday, no Wednesday, that oh she changed her Twitter handle from Sasha Banks WWE to Mercedes Vernado, and she also did that to Instagram. So it obviously me- clearly means that she's on the outs of WWE. Is that correct or incorrect, Jeff?
2: I think it's incorrect. Um, she's still listing the Sasha in her bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does have yes. an acting and show business career beyond that, so why not just list her roles in in the bio? She's not limited to WWE. Uh, I also don't think it's, it's as controversial as people would like, because... You know, we're friends on Facebook. I'm not saying anything special. It's obviously a fan's Facebook page. It's not a personal Facebook page. But she is saying things that are complimentary about WWE wrestling. She does talk. She's She likes stardom. She gets very excited about the Japanese female wrestling. But she has, like, for instance, this week she posted that she didn't really accept Sammy Guevara's half-assed apology. And she thinks that he's a piece of trash and she he should never be allowed to work. Uh, and she also criticized the AEW Women's Division, um, saying that, that that you know Ruby Riot had to have neck surgery because they're so unsafe over there. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a way to say I'm coming to AW to call out you know someone that they're invested in and and their entire division for lack of safety, which also is tied into Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. But so I think that yeah, she's just listing she is because she's available for for Mm -hmm. other roles as well business and and hollywood roles fashion etc and and one of the characters she plays is sasha banks on wwe
1: i one thousand percent agree with you jeff here i think that's exactly what she's trying to do it's obvious to me that she wants to make it big doing other stuff than wrestling you (gasps) you heard triple H asked about it by Ariel Helwani a couple weeks back when they did uh, Clash at the Castle. And Ariel brought up Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks, Triple H said, she wants to explore different things in her career right now. She's young. She's done a lot of stuff in wrestling right now. And she wants to pursue other passions. And WWE is allowing her to... Pursue those passions, as long as they're not other wrestling passions. Um, I, I saw a lot of people speculating that, oh, you know, her contract's up in January 1st, 2023, so she'll be on New Japan. Jeff, does a woman that is trying to, you know, walk the runway at New York Fashion Week and be in Star Wars shows and the red carpet of She-Hulk and start her own business, does, does it make sense that her next business move is showing up on New Japan Pro Wrestling?
2: It doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form, logistically, convenience-wise, expense-wise, money-wise. Also, New Japan Pro Wrestling doesn't have a women's division. They're letting some of the stardom women perform on cards mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. New Japan in, in in the United States, not in Japan, um, to my understanding. Anyway, no, it, it makes zero sense. Uh, I mean, no. It, it, there are people out there that think that New Japan is the equivalent of WWE in contracts or the equivalent to even AEW, and with the exception of maybe like a, a handful or two handfuls of guys, it's not even close. Most, most of those people... They they get very little money, but they, they they live in group housing with each other. You know, it's sort of like being in a military dorm, um, or barracks. So no, it's
1: it's no way, so shape, obvious to me. It's so obvious to me, Jeff, that Sasha Banks is trying to, um, follow in the footsteps of John Cena, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Batista, and. Springboard the wrestling career into Hollywood, right? And she's not getting any younger. And none of us do.
2: And she's small, and wrestling's gotten more physical. And she's been hurt a few times, so it makes sense. You leverage what you're best known for to get into other things and build up your resume, just like John Cena. He was a wrestler. He did those hefty commercials. Then he, you know, got into some, some small comedy roles, and, and then he landed a, you know, a role as the peacemaker you know, in, in, sort of a a bit part and voila, turned that into something. I mean, I'm not sure if it was the GI Joe or the bumblebee or what, what, what was turning the corner, but the one that, you know, made it so there was no looking back was, was that role as peacemaker.
1: Right. And so it, to me, if Sasha is still interested in pursuing that avenue of her career, Why step down to AEW or New Japan or Stardom or insert whatever indie promotion? Sasha Banks has the most value, Mercedes Vernado, sorry, has the most value in staying with WWE and using each other to promote WWE and also to promote her own um, entertainment.
2: It is very clear. She's not going anywhere that Sammy Guevara is. So, you know, whatever it is, it is an AEW.
1: Thank you. All right. So, um, you know who is going where Sammy Guevara is? And that's us. Let's talk about this AEW review. Um, Jeff, let's start. Let's not even bury the lead. Let's just jump right into it. Everybody's talking about Saraya, Saraya, I uh, Saraya. No, sir, I uh, Saraya.
2: You, you can't do it.
1: I can't do it. Yeah. Do I, can I can I say Brit and that rhymes with? Yeah, that was a clever line. <laughs> wow, Jeff, what what happened to what happened to to Saraya? She used to be really good on the promo. Was and she- I don't. I I feel like she was in in NXT. She was good. She was smarmy. She came out, you know, with a lot of you know sass, and and here she seemed like she lost a step. Like what what was going on? It, there's a point where she's like even trying to promote this lumberjack match, and she's like, tonight's match is going to be a lumberjack match, and then everybody's like, yay, this and then it's like for the title. Yay. yeah their, their women's division
2: isn't good but the, i mean the bigger question is the promo because this was terrible it's funny so because she went on twitch i think it was today or yesterday and said you know now i have bosses that listen to me well maybe your bosses did listen to you and they heard what you had to say and they're like uh-uh not on our tv screen and they would have been right um basically the they were mean there everything is great here thing doesn't work anymore You know, ever since Cody, really, and and as proven from the last few weeks, it it just doesn't work. But I think more to the point, when Paige got over on the mic, she was 19, 20, 21. When you're irreverent and edgy and sort of anti-establishment, it's sort of cool. Like she was going for the women's revolution, but she achieved her goals. Now she's trying to recreate it in a company that's supposed to be perfect. Doesn't really go with the vibe, but maybe more importantly, when you're 30 or 31, And you're irreverent and anti-establishment. You're no longer edgy and cool. You just seem like a pain in the ass. So I think maybe she's aged out of the role. Like, you know, the role that Cora Jade, you know, can pull off. Like, Paige has aged out of it. I, I think that it's just, you know, and she's also... I'm not saying she looks bad, but she's not really recognizable as the same person. She's had a lot of work done. And listen, she looks good. She's a beautiful woman, but... She doesn't look the same as she did before, and and I think her whole sort of goth look was part of part of it. She had a different look, and now she doesn't she she you know it looks like someone made a wax museum statue of Paige, and this is what they came up with.
1: I find it interesting that you would say that because um the aging out part, because if we look at cm Punk. CM Punk is also anti-establishment and, you know, pretty much all the things, you, the descriptors you just used for page, mm-hmm. but he is 52 and nobody said that 20. he's, oh, right. 42, 52, whatever. He looks 52. No one said that he's aged out. Uh, um,
2: I, I've never liked CM Punk. I've never thought he was. But you
1: never said cool. that he's aged out.
2: Well, I've never thought he was edgy or cool. So, I mean, you know, if. I I guess you're technically correct, but I never thought he was edgy or cool. I always thought he was a douche canoe.
1: (laughs) Was that a draw? Douche canoe. I'm pretty sure you
2: just said like a canoe made of douches. A draw? Full of douches. Either way, maybe both. Draw. Draw? Douche nozzle.
1: Draw. Jackass. Draw? No, not draw. Mm. All right um I Sold the ticket. So yeah, Jeff, what happened here in this um, jumber? <laughs> you want to call okay, it a so this is this It's
2: really weird. This this whole episode of Dynamite was really weird, but this was particularly weird because you know it's you know all week it was like is she cleared? Isn't she cleared? And and all the dirt sheets are saying she's not cleared, and she's saying don't listen to the dirt sheets. So of course it's Sir I uh speaks. You know, so she comes in to speak. She gives a speech. She got a she got a good pop coming into the crowd. She speaks. She's not really saying anything. And she's like, and I'm going to redo the revolution here. And everyone knows it's a lie because Tony's not going to put a lot of women on. And she's like, we have a great women's division. Come on, ladies. Let's bring the whole division out. Five women come out. Five. Five women Five. come out. And so they continue to talk. And then the heels come out. Four women. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker's got a broken nose, so she's not clear to wrestle. Rebel, who is a part-time wrestler at best. And Rebel, not Reba. Penelope Ford, um, who I didn't recognize at first because she was doing something strange with her hair. And I'm like, who the hell is that? So you <laughs> You're have like a tabadon. Right. So you have four heels, five faces, and Soraya. Earlier in the night, you had Ty Conti and Anna Jay. They can't be bothered to come out. They can't possibly come out for two segments. No. Serena Deeb had a match next. She couldn't come out for this. She couldn't possibly come out earlier than than the actual no. Bell. So the whole women's division represented by Nine. Ten women including Soraya. Okay. Which is mm-hmm. absurd to begin with. So why would you mm-hmm. give this speech if it was a night that you didn't have like a full roster of women? That you couldn't have like thirty or thirty-five like Oh, by the way, on the face side, one of the women was Willow Nightingale, who's a perfectly good wrestler, but is not employed under a contract with AW. <laughs> She's appearance talent. Um, so that that was also that I may be a little bit too insider, but I think most AEW fans know that. They see her sometimes, but they don't see her most of the time. I mean, you might as well put in Kylie King in there. She's there as often. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, that this was, it was the wrong night for this thing. You know, Jade and her baddies couldn't be there. I bet they'll be on Rampage. Oh, you know? yeah. So there, there are obviously other women who are probably uh, available in the locker room. And then, so there's a match. This is the first match Tony Storm and Serena Deeb are ever having. There's no feud. It's not like one's been running away from the other. It's not like there's been a whole lot of outside interference, you know. Changing the outcomes from what they should be, no, nothing mm-hmm. like that. But Soraya talked to Tony in advance, and, ha- and he, she got a lumberjack match. No one thought this was a bad idea when they didn't have a lot of women in there. So here's your so so Soraya, who says don't believe the dirt sheets, indicating she's definitely clear to wrestle. The Lumberjack match is about to start. She leaves those the ringside and goes to commentary. So she's not even one of the lumberjacks. So you have Serena Deev and Tony Storm in the match. <laughs> so you have now, four faces around there as Lumberjanes, and you have the four heels, including Broken Nose Britt Baker and Rebel. So you have eight Lumberjanes, basically, or Lumberjacks. Soraya's not there again. Ty Conti and Anna couldn't be bothered. No, no one else there. So it doesn't even look like a Lumberjack match. So why would you do this if there's no reason? I mean, we know that Tony loves doing stipulations even when there doesn't need to be, but usually he advertises them. This wasn't even promoted. It's just... The whole thing was stupid and flat. Nobody cared about this match. I think people forgot that Tony Storm was the interim champion. I think when they called her the interim champion, it threw the crowd off. Um, match was okay. It was nothing great. It's it's hard to have a bad match with Serena Deeb and Tony Storm mm-hmm. won. She retained her title. Nobody, you know, big whoop to do. Nobody cares. Uh, the crowd was sort of behind Jamie Hader, which is. Sort of strange, but that's great. Fine. I mean, you know, you want to give her a try? That's fine. That's organic. I have I would, a feeling that I she got be the title. Mind being would, behind you know, her. Sign off on her about as quickly as they did on Athena, Tony Storm, and Thunder Rosa. Oh, and, where was Athena? Exactly. There's, there's, in the oral altercation, Britt Baker owned Soraya. There's oh. still only two stars in this women's division Jade and Britt Baker. And they can add as many people as they want. No, nothing seems to be changing that.
1: And Vicky Guerrero.
2: <laughs> Definitely not Vicky Guerrero. Uh, and yeah, and Marina Shafir. You don't know me. You know me. You don't know <laughs> me. With a fun hat on. What the hell was that?
1: Oh my God, I fucking... We didn't talk about that. <laughs> and, and, and
2: they couldn't could even bring them out to be lumberjacks?
1: Oh my God. That's right. But I mean, you know, Marina Shafir, you know, she's from Buffalo area. She couldn't come out uh, okay. because of no, hurricane. No way she could have gone to Philly. Because of Hurricane Ian, she couldn't it's get the there. Right.
2: <laughs> no way. No Nobody, nobody can be asked to, to, you know, travel 500 miles. It's, it's.
1: No, it's, it's too out much. of the question. i mean would you travel 500 miles for AEW? yeah
2: so so this this was just i mean this was a stinkeroo and the internet's turning on soraya and of course because she hasn't had to keep quiet for the last seven years she's snapping back so you know already her irritable self is is showing whether it's deserved or not i don't know are people giving her a hard time yes but but the segment was bad and she should know better i mean if anything, as an observer of the game her entire life and literally on the sideline for the last five to seven years, you should know what works and doesn't. And you don't have a lumberjack match when you only have seven or eight lumberjacks. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You don't do a stipulation when it doesn't make sense. This what this could possibly have been Tony's idea. I mean, otherwise, why would you say I have a boss that listens to me? Well, he listened. He gave you what you want, and it stinks. This revolution line doesn't work anymore because there's still going to be three women segments per week if you include an interview as a segment, there's going to be one match on each show, one on dynamite, one on raw uh, rampage rather. Uh, and you might have two interviews. Oh, so there might be four women's segment, inc- you know, unless you want to include the, the women with the JS and Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that, um, AEW's dropping the ball big time here with Soraya. Like, I feel like for the first time, you you have this type of like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash type signing for the women, for the women. And you have a, a good amount of WWE people that are probably paying attention. Like Sasha Sasha Banks has got to be paying attention to what they're doing with Soraya. Sure. And if they shit the bed with Soraya, what would What would make her think that it's going to be any different for her coming over?
2: Well, everyone thinks things are going to be different for them. But, uh, I mean, the the, the thing with Soraya, I mean, they shit the bed with her early by... And this might have been her. I mean, I don't know how much of this comes from her, but she never should have aligned herself with the faces night one. She should have let her allegiances and her inclinations, whether she's face or heel or tweener, she should have kept that a secret. If this is her house... It's her house, not her house. And then she gets huggy-huggy with Athena and Tony Storm. If it's her house, she's not friends with anybody. Everyone's mm-hmm. unnoticed, faces and heels. So right then, she undercut herself.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say here, Jeff, there's, um, there's about Soraya. Here.
2: This whole show was weird. I mean, it started with uh, more of the sports entertainment versus professional wrestling. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society came out in matching purple outfits. They had pizza. They they had the, the pizza guy. Daniel Garcia didn't want to play around. He punched out the pizza guy. <laughs> oh, no. Jericho gave him a, a purple Kango hat as a special gift. Daniel Garcia seemed to be offended by that, even though he's the one that before he joined Jericho, before there was a J.S., be, be, before there was this wrestler versus sports entertainment thing he was wearing those stupid white tango hats or the or the bucket hats and, and so why would he be offended by a purple one now I mean, it was just it, it was just um that said out of the boring people tonight Daniel Garcia was the least boring and yes there were a lot of other bodies in the ring and so you have the whole js out there Daniel Garcia is a man alone Brian danielson's uh music comes on he comes out with lord Stephen Regal so it's they're going to be three against whatever, eight or seven, whatever the number is. We know Moxley's in, in the building. He's not there. He's nowhere to be found. We presume that Yuta and um, Cesaro are in the building. They don't come out. So this faction doesn't act like a faction. Regal walks with Brian to the ring. No, he doesn't. He goes straight to commentary. <laughs> so he so he's leaving his man alone in there. You know, it's like seven against one. They don't know what Garcia is going to do, but Brian doesn't care. And Anyway, so Brian challenges, uh, I think it was Matt, Big Magic Matt, or Big Daddy Magic, Matt Menard said, I'll have a match. I'll face <laughs> you anytime. You're making my nipples hard. I'm going to fight you. And Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson's like, you want to fight? Fight me tonight. So they have this match. Brian wins. Yay. Uh, and Daniel Garcia seems to be more interested in joining with the BCC and leaving JS, though that's not entirely 100% clear, but it's pretty clear. Um, then we we had the non-introduction of Juice Robinson against John Moxley. The whole Bullet Club logo goes on. They play the music. The crowd did not react. You'd think that they would react just the Bullet Club alone. They didn't. They didn't care. The Juice Robinson package, I touched on that earlier. Yeah. Match was fine. Of course, Moxley got bloody. Um, or Juice got bloody. or They oh, both got course. bloody. It's hard to say hard way. It wasn't planned blood. All curse words, not from the crowd, were edited out. They they bleeped out shit a couple times. There was no cutting blood. Every, everything was hard way. And there was, like, four or five people who bled, but not not by blading. Um, match went too long, and Moxley won. They just sort of won out of nowhere, but this match shouldn't have been this long. And then we we have uh, an MJF segment, uh, but uh, basically after the... That might have been before, but... Uh, your uh, doesn't really matter hangman page comes out to face moxley because he won the casino battle royal for contendership mm-hmm. of course njf also has the chip because he won the the ladder match or uh, or he got the bladder he got the chip from stokely hathaway and the firm uh anyway hangman adam page he comes out wearing a pink dolly parton t-shirt tucked into blue jeans with pink roses piped along the sides of his jeans
3: the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.
4: New moms, did you know your birth control pill can be estrogen-free and convenient? Say hello to Slind, over 98% effective with a flexible window to catch up on a missed pill and fits into your life now when you're breastfeeding and even after. Don't take SLIND if you have kidney, liver, or adrenal problems, cervical cancer or hormone-sensitive cancer or unexplained vaginal bleeding. Before taking SLIND, tell your doctor if you may be pregnant or have had blood clots, stroke, heart attack, high potassium in your blood, diabetes, or depression, which can lead to serious side effects. Talk to your doctor or visit SLIND.com
1: Um, on Broke Back Mountain, yeah. yeah. Exactly.
2: I mean it's like hangman's 2022. Just come out. Nobody cares. Your dad'll still love you. No, no, nobody, nobody, nobody cares. But this is this know, is stupid. If you're a cowboy, come out as a cowboy. If you don't know what to wear, wear your T-shirt like every other wrestler does to try and sell a couple of them. But this was ridiculous. They just face off. They don't say anything, and and then they then they separate. And MJF is like, no, 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 this is uh, it, it's it's my shot, and I'm the one with the chance. It's, uh, this was all a little bit disjointed.
1: What do you think this is leading up to, Jeff? Is it going to be a three-way between Moxley, MJF, and Hangman Page? No, I think MJF is going to interfere costing
2: Adam Page the match to protect him. I think Will Ayuda is going to come in to, to to have a mini feud with MJF, with MJF has to win. Um, whether his guys, the firm, get involved and and sidetrack that, I don't know. I mean, tonight only the gun boys came out to back up MJF. Lee Moriarty was nowhere to be found. Ethan Page, nowhere to be found. Stokely Hathaway, nowhere to be found. Bobby Morrissey, nowhere to be found. So later on, MJF dismisses the gun boys. He goes up to a luxury box by himself. Does he bring security? No. Does he bring Morrissey? No. Does he bring the gun boys? No. So of course, we, you know, sneaks up on them later. They have a little fight and then security breaks them up. And yeah, you know, it, it was fine. It's just, this whole thing was to get wheel of Yuda over and wheel of Yuda did a promo and he was having like Peter Brady puberty. Like his voice was cracking. It was like the least intimidating <laughs> promo of all time. I mean, he made Daniel Garcia look terrific. He made jungle Boy seem okay. He made Sanjay duck tolerable. By the way, Sanjay Dutt, uh, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh cut one of their, you know, cut to a different scene promo where they're, the three of them are by that ladder. They're always by that same goddamn ladder every week. I mean, I don't know what this, is. Jay Lethal apparently wants to have a match with Harvey <laughs> Allen. He just got staples put in his head a week ago. So they already think it's good, safe for him to have a match next week. I mean, that seems like a bad idea for something that wasn't a festering story. I mean, you couldn't have Jay Lethal go against Orange Cassidy for the same exact reaction or, you know, or any number of people, Dante Martin, whatever. There's they have a million people on their roster. Where's Pack with his All Atlantic title? No place. But they job? weren't there
1: because of Hurricane Ian.
2: I, I don't know. It, it, it was the show was just so weird, and like the pacing was normal. It wasn't frenetic. It's just what they put on was dull and boring. And then the they had a quick Garcia, uh, not sorry, not Garcia, Ricky Starks match where he squashed Eli Ison, which I think is funny because. People in Ring of Honor were telling me that Eli Asim is, is a star. You could, you could build a promotion around him. I'm like, what are you talking about? He looks like an art <laughs> student. Uh, so Ricky Starks question. <laughs> Barely a mention of Hobbs. Hobbs doesn't show up. He wasn't on this show. Wardlow wasn't on this show. Miro wasn't on this show. Lana? Nope. Nope. Not even as a lumberjack. And the the closing match Malachi Black? was uh, Jericho against Bandito, who got zero reaction. It was actually
1: a pretty good match um but jeff okay let me stop you right here for a second because my biggest problem with this episode of of dynamite besides you know the fact that tony khan says hey guys uh if you can't make it to tv you you know you don't have to make it to tv so i guess he has to call the fucking b squad and the b squad is bandito and juice robinson in title matches these matches were announced on tuesday right and monday jeff no build whatsoever None. so to me it's no surprise that their ratings fucking fall and they dip nobody gave a fuck i'm surprised I said, they, were, surprised I love as they were i love bandito i i love his action in the ring and i think they could probably tell a pretty damn good story with bandito if they actually properly gave it some time the two best they
2: in the world of free agents bandito and dragon
1: juice robinson i'm also again to your point if they would have built this juice robinson thing for a couple of weeks just telling the story about juice robinson is the one guy out there that has moxley's number and he's coming to AEW and he wants that title fucking build up to it for a couple weeks and then fucking have so Moxley fucking whack. You know, whack
2: Bullet Club really made this company. This 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 company may be called AAW, but it was built on the foundation that Bullet Club built. And you've never beat me. I'm coming to get that belt.
1: Right. And they fucking squander these fucking opportunities. Like, you, I don't know, man. It's just fucking dumb. It's, it, it you know what it is, Jeff. It's hotshotting. It's a hot. Everything's a hotshot. That's exactly right.
2: Everything's a hotshot. Which is why you have a lumberjack match for no reason, without there being lumberjacks. <laughs> that's so you right you're a lumberjack match and
1: uh, don't have enough people for a lumberjack yeah.
2: match you go forward with your ideas whether it's a bad idea or not whether you physically don't have the means to do it yeah no yeah i mean like you, why not just around? make it a I'm fucking gonna...
1: philadelphia street fight like have the fucking thing outside in a park whatever <laughs> just film that shit outside I, don't do a lumberjack match I don't, I don't know what to say the you know you've said it all jeff yeah what else we got jeff here Uh, what what else we got they move battle of the belts
2: four from saturday october 8th to friday october 7th so it doesn't conflict with extreme rules so it's going to be like grand slam where you have 10 to 11 rampage and 11 to 12 battle of the belts four. i i don't know what the card is i'm not sure if they 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 promote so many matches so quickly i Mm -hmm. really can't keep track of what's what but i I guess we'll know by next week uh what or not or not that's that's true um what else happened in aew i don't really think anything i think we covered i mean just the ratings which we'll get to later on i mean nxt not much to note there was the debut of Sal ruka who is sort of like makita Lyons, where she met tiffany stratton um she's like doing a surfer gimmick she love it she's a little bit robotic and she's definitely green she, she nope. sort of reminds me of Charlotte Flair build wise when she was younger. She's tall, she's muscular, she's very you know uh, beautiful, very athletic. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like they have too many like they have too many women in NXT, and they have like they already have her there and, and Tiffany Stratton. Nope. Yeah? Nope. But you're a big Sol Ruka fan. Oh my god! Yes. Really interesting.
1: I, I I've not seen you had a reaction to it. anything
2: on NXT like this before
1: oh my god well listen the only draw for me is is mandy rose
2: yeah well sol Ruka's on, like on NXT. and now mandy sol
1: ruka is. she's got she's nope, a she's surfboard she's, she's so lovely okay i love sol
2: ruka right. what's her finishing sol, move doesn't you're, matter you're on notice uh if you're looking to trade yeah, down, oh,
1: i've noticed you big daddy calls
2: you know call him Easy fun. You can tweet us. That's him, right. At Big Daddy Cool.
1: You want to be Mrs. Big Daddy yeah. Cool?
2: At Hammerlock. Yeah. Send me an email. You can be, yeah, you can be Mrs. Cool.
0: Or, or maybe he can be uh,
2: Mr. Ruka. You never know. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a triple threat at Halloween Havoc for the NXT title. Braun Breaker, who actually did something funny by referencing Steiner Math, saying you have a 33% Uh, 33 and a third percent chance of winning uh so we have a triple threat uh it's going to be with jd mcdonough which who i don't care about still and Ilya Dragunov, who i really don't care about i know he had great matches i know he had a great match with then walter now gunter and that's all terrific but i don't really like these guys just waltzing in but this is all Mm -hmm. part of brown breakers training and to have them getting used to different styles and different strong styles and
1: yeah i you know what i never put that together up until when you said it it makes perfect sense, and you said that a couple of weeks ago, and it, it just it it totally resonates.
2: Ilya, I think, would be a great addition. I know that they are traditionally enemies, but he's to, to Judgment like Day. Saying... I know we've heard it no, already. You want to sure. add everybody to
1: Judgment Not Day? Not Judgment Day. Imperium. Oh, oh. Um, there were a couple. I think he'd be a great addition to the unemployment line. Oh, stop it! Um, <laughs> there were a
2: couple shots at AEW. There was an Andre Chase segment where he's holding a press conference. And there's somebody asking a question. His name is Dave. He goes, is that your question, Dave? Is that what you're going to report, Dave, Is factual news? That's not a five-star question, Dave. <laughs> <was a> question. <laughs> and then it. they had the uh, pub rules fight between Gallus and Briggs and Jensen or Brooks and Dunn or I'm, whoever the shit they are.
1: Jeff, I'm telling you, going back to this conference room, a uh, conference, uh, press conference thing. I think Triple H smells blood in the water, man, and he's going to sick NXT on AEW. They well, we did the, the
2: same thing, because they had the, the, the fight, and the and security tried to break up the fight, and Gallus wouldn't stop fighting, so they called an actual police who arrested them, and so they're suspended indefinitely, so, you know, for a fight mm-hmm. where they refused mm-hmm. to stop. So The I mean, only
1: thing missing was the muffins. That's
2: right. And, and Mindy's muffins. And Mandy Rose successfully defended her title against Fallon Henley, which is no surprise there, but Mandy Rose has an amazing knee, like a V Body. trigger. Yes, yeah, she does the, oh. the V trigger. And there's actually a legitimate comparison. Of people saying who is a better V trigger, Mandy Rose or Kenny Omega, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because people are actually taking sides in it, like it matters. Um, yeah, no, it does. But I mean, she certainly looks better doing it. But is she, she- ma- ma-
1: listen right now. Yeah. Mandy Rose has a better right now as it stands. September, October, twenty twenty two. Mandy Rose has the best V-trigger. Well, didn't I say Why? she was my breakout wrestler of the year last year? Uh, I think you said your pants are going to break out the next time you saw her on the screen. Yeah. But she's got a better V-trigger. I'm saying it right here. Okay. If you if you got a problem with me, at me on Twitter. You can find me at BigDaddyCool or at HammerlockHangover at gmail.com. Take them down, people. Email me. Take them down. Take them down, people. And, and, and prove me wrong because guess what? When was the last time you saw Omega do a V trigger? Oh, he hasn't because he's suspended. She doesn't so guess jazz what?
2: hands either after she does them. That's right. Say that. um, This whole Wesley thing—I think that they're building this whole. He's you know sad and lonely, and they're going to bring back Nash Carter.
1: His partner's coming back. Yeah, I
2: think so. I'm, I think it's going to be maybe as early as next week. Um, yep. That's that's also the Wesley won... His match by ref stoppage when Tony D'Angelo injured his knee. Nobody knows of its storyline or if it's real. It seemed like it was sort of weird, but I didn't see the X. It's got to be a um, work. I mean, it doesn't really seem to make much sense. I, I You know why? It doesn't fit into any sort of storyline, but maybe it's, I mean, it looked like WWE never course. makes Tony like D'Angelo a... D'Angelo wasn't happy with... Who's the guy who's still with him? Is it two Dons or is it Stacks? Uh, who's still,
1: which jabroni uh, is with stacks? him? Stacks. No, it's Stax. <laughs> which jabroni is which? Uh,
2: well, it seemed like there was some dissent between them, and that was a story, so I don't really know what the knee has to do with it, but anyway, well, that was a little bit weird. In that's, some that's other really dissent, like... news, there's a they signed a deaf wrestler. I think his name is Miles Bourne. He's been on Level Up. I've never seen Level Up. Um, And Carl that. Fredericks from New Japan, a graduate of the dojo, uh, used to perform with Ring of Honor while he was on excursion. He was seen at the PC, Nobody knows if he signed yet, but uh, it's interesting because he recently left New Japan after previously being very committed to them. So, uh, some you know, and then in other WWE news: Candice LeRae uh, came back to WWE. Oh, that's to right. Modest reaction. Um, other NXT news: It's it seems she like Beer, great. who was coming, is now going, and he's going back to NXT to reunite Indus Share with my man Sangha. So the Sangha Maniacs will reunite the superpowers. The Indian subcontinent will probably be uh, represented by the lion and the bear. And uh, Indus Share will, will wreak havoc down there, be reunited in NXT. So fabulous on that. I'm I'm extremely excited about that.
1: They should just give Indus Share AOP's gimmick and just not make any mention of it. Absolutely. Um <laughs> In news that's not been confirmed,
2: there was reports floating around that Kevin Dunn was released from his contract. The only person mm. who refuted it is Mike Johnson, who has you know not the greatest record of being correct, but no better or worse than anyone else in this industry. So that's sort of the tough thing. But uh, the sources I saw seem to be sticking to it. Uh, I mean, we both thought it was inevitable. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see, see if, yep. it, if it gets made formal or not. We're recording this Thursday night, the twenty eighth. It's 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 about to be or the 29th. It's about to be uh, shortly Friday, the thirtieth. Oh, matter of right. minutes. Usually, news like this breaks on Friday. Um, Happy New Year. This is other news, but there's a class action against Warner Brothers uh, for misstating the HBO Max membership numbers by as much as ten million subscribers to influence shares. Oof. What's this got to do with wrestling? Maybe nothing at all, but it is part of the Warner Brothers Discovery family and. It's a liability, a fairly major liability for a company that, that you know, has a lot of things to not can't, can't
1: afford more liability.
2: Yeah, they probably have insurance for this, just like WWE, so it's probably not that big a deal. Um, WWE and Foxtel, which is obviously part of the Fox family in Australia, made a deal between Foxtel and Bidden Streaming, which is probably like their Peacock. They are going to be the exclusive uh, service for wwe programming between foxtel and binge that's right in australia so another deal with wwe uh the hulu contract, oy, oy, oy. the hulu contract for second day rights to air wwe content content that contract expires end of well now today friday september 30th there may be an extension there may be something new announced we don't know i'm not sure if it includes smackdown that may be part of fox and something different it may just tie to everything that's Comcast Universal, I'm really not sure, but expect to see some news on second-day rights uh, tomorrow and then maybe going forward if there is an extension to con- uh, continue talks. That's mm-hmm. the business news I know of, all I've got left is ratings. So if there's anything that I missed on items, uh, feel free to chime in.
1: Sure. No, I think you've, you're,
2: you're on a roll. All right. So Ratings. Uh, Impact. Remember, this is back from September twenty second. Impact went up by fifteen thousand to eighty two thousand, so still under one hundred thousand. Good job. Trending up. New Japan Pro Wrestling still not reported, which means it's under forty six thousand. Smackdown. Wah, wah. Right. Wah, wah. Smackdown. Two point five three five million up three hundred and twenty three thousand. Uh, people were saying it's because of the Bray Wyatt tease, Well, actually, the, the quarter where the biggest increase came was My house Fight, Gronn versus Otis. Yeah! And the second biggest was the
3: Bloodline story, which makes sense.
2: Okay, Rampage. It was a little bit weird because they had two hours. The first hour was 558,000, which would have been an increase of 78,000 from the week prior. The second hour was down to 486,000, which would have been an increase of 16,000 from the week prior. The aggregate is five twenty-two which is an increase of 52,000, which I would say is probably pretty disappointing for your Grand Slam event. Um, womp, womp. Raw increased by 81,000 to 1.674 yes. million. Still not great. Yes, nice I job. know Monday Night Football. Got it. Check.
1: Monday well, Night Football.
2: It a good game. NXT, 666,000. The number right. of the beast down 22,000. Dynamite down to 990,000. As far as I'm concerned, they overperform. Uh, bad show. The it's a work crowd's got to be out. So who knows what's who knows what's who knows it's going to be a steady drizzle down or if it's going to next. I,
1: it's I, I a decide. steady drizzle down next week. Eight seventy five. I predicted eight ninety
2: nine for this week. So what the fuck do I know? Uh, MLW still no new shows. NWA a bit of a resurgence there. I guess some of the people looking for their MLW and other YouTube content have have drifted over to NWA. I will say last week, NWA power was better than NXT. This week, uh, I wouldn't that was the case. Anyway, NXT, uh, NWA rather this week, 77,000. Last week, made its way up to 90,000. And two weeks ago, made its way up to 127,000. First time in a long time I've seen NWA get the three numbers, even a few weeks uh, after it originally airs. Elevation this week, 142,000. Last week, 178. Two weeks go up to 248, so not pretty good dark 139 last week up to 176 two weeks ago up to 262 so not good there either new japan strong this week 9.8 or or 9800 last week for whatever reason still only at 4700 which is weird and two weeks ago to now so three episodes ago six 6900 which is weird so i don't know what the 9.8 spike came from uh if you want to call that a spike it's still under ten thousand. Uh, they also aired Capital Collision on YouTube this week, two days ago or three days ago, which was a pay-per-view. It was actually in D.C. I think it was from about three months ago. And as of today, 119,000 people have watched that, which I would say is, you know, it's dated, but it's still a free pay-per-view.
1: So anyway,
2: that, that's, that's the ratings that I got. All right. What was TNA's again? 82,000 on the 22nd, not the
1: 28th. Is that up or down? It's
2: up by 15,000.
1: Mickey James is a draw. <laughs> ah,
2: maybe. Maybe Thursday night football isn't as much as of a draw. Or Thursday night football on Amazon prime.
1: Mickey James is a draw. I'm writing it down. um, Yeah, that is it, guys. This is uh, Hammerlock Hangover, episode 102. Thanks for tuning in. We are going to read the plugs and skedaddle. Jeff, go for it. You can find me at IcarusFellMD on Twitter. We've
2: already talked about Big Daddy Cool's Twitters. Um, You can also find me on the PwC on a number of shows there. Some of those cross-pollinate with Channel Attitude and uh, Hameen Media Group. Uh, I was on Dollar Club Wrestling earlier this night, so you can check that out if you like. I've been on there two out of the last three weeks, so respect the dollar. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to Wrestling Soup Network for hosting us. Thanks to the PW Hustle. Thanks to Humming Media Group. Uh, th- thanks to obviously the PWC, but I'm a part owner, so I guess I really don't need to thank myself. Um, my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. So we're Going into October, so Spooktober. So We you know so for september the last episode was dropped wednesday that was on astrology 101 so if you're wondering what's up with astrology you can check that out a nice primer course but this this week we're going into voodoo and i have a i got a voodoo priestess who's both a voodoo priestess in haitian voodoo and new orleans voodoo and we did a voodoo primer 101 so it's going to get spooky and and hopefully tomorrow i'm going to record a show with the vampire king of new orleans I already recorded shows with mm. the hosts of Legendary Africa and the Asian Tapestry for folklore and scary legends from Asia and Africa for two different Halloween-themed shows. We're going to do Nazis and the occult this, uh, this month as well. Uh, maybe something on giants of South America. So I'm going to be looking for all sorts of spooky stuff this month to, to keep you. Oh, and a, and a Garden Views on taxes. So what's what and estate taxes? So death and taxes. What's what's scarier? What's than
1: scarier things? than taxes? <laughs> wonderful so what's what's
2: scarier than that so check out garden doom and garden views you can get all three shows including hammerlock hangover on the wrestling soup network you can find all three shows on pwc among other places or if you go to the pwc website at pwc network uh, at pubbing.com or something like that um you can pick the shows individually you don't even have to download you can just go on there and play them individually
1: Jeff, you know, um, something has come up in my um, periphery, in my feed lately, and I wanted to discuss this with you. This is not wrestling related, oh um, but it is Jeff related. And I, I want to know, this seems like it's right up the alley of Garden of Doom. Um, and it's this moronic notion that we're all living in a simulation. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Of course. Simulation theory. Mm-hmm. This is fucking ridiculous, Jeff. Of course it's ridiculous. M- I I heard about this earlier this week because my wife said that she heard this on a um um oh my god, who's this guy? The comedian, uh Dax uh Shepherd, is it? Dax Shepherd. Was Brad uh, Shepard. is a big proponent was Brad, that? Shepard. Brad Shepherd. Not Brad Shepard, Dax uh Harwood. D- not Dax Howard Dax Shepard, uh, the guy that was on um I forget what NBC show he was on. But he's a big believer in this simulation theory. This, for those of you that are unfamiliar, it's this idea that we're all living in the fucking Matrix, that there's a, obviously a smarter civilization that has figured out how to um, make a computer simulation, and we're all living this computer simulation. Like the movie The Matrix Jeff, or I, Free Guy? Right. Jeff, I can't tell you how fucking pissed off I was. To hear this fucking shit, you know why it's so fucking offensive to me, Jeff? Tell me. Because the the idea that somebody has enough free fucking time to come up with this cockamamie bullshit is
2: fucking offensive I mean, to me. Westworld, the new Westworld, is sort of like the is going in that direction as well. I mean,
1: not exactly, but close enough. I can understand if you're writing for entertainment purposes. Ask, I'm making a movie. Let me ask you a question. I'm making science fiction book. But for you to really think that this is a real fucking theory to, like, do, I, I have make up philosophical continue. speeches and a fucking TED Talk is fucking offensive to me, man.
2: On, let me ask you this. What's the difference yes. if it's someone from some advanced civilization or some scientist, someone who's done that, or you're living in God's world with God's plan? Isn't that a matrix? What's the difference? It's just someone different punching the
1: keys. It is, but I I just don't I understand I just blew like you, you did blow my mind, but it just pisses me off that someone would have enough time to just think about that. Well, I like, mean, I I I, 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 I have positive. a full fucking time job. I have two technically full fucking time jobs now. And and then uh, the fucking taking care of the kids. Uh, you think I've got enough fucking free time to come up with stupid fucking ideas? You like don't, this?
2: but say someone like Dominic Mysterio, who never had to do anything his entire life, he could have. <laughs> that all comes back to Dom. That all comes back to Dom. Um, yes, I've heard it. And all I will say to you is that the greatest... Cure or answer or reaction to insecurity, fear, and uncertainty is to convince yourself that someone or something else is controlling everything, whether it's God, whether we're in the matrix in a simulation, whether it's aliens, whether it's 10 families or 13 houses or the Illuminati, whether everything's a conspiracy. That's why everyone, because we're in very uncertain times, everything's a conspiracy, and there's always a they controlling everyone, the elites. You ever ask who the elites are? Who's the elites? I mean, you know...
1: It's Omega and uh, the other two idiots. And the Rothschilds, right? And this uh, (laughs) the. the And all the families... Before you watch Sesame Street, it says brought to you by all those families.
2: All in the family. It's by the bunkers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The bunkers, the Jeffersons. Listen, even if we're in a simulation, what's the fucking difference? You can't control it anyway, so... Your your life's going to be the same if if you want to revolt against the simulation and do nothing. I mean, you're still going to feel hunger and and, and poverty and whatever. So yeah, go for it. I, That's I, right. Are so you all... are you
1: listening up, Drew? Are you listening? This isn't a fucking simulation. Don't fucking starve yourself. You talking about Drew Yari? That's right. Oh okay. I feel like Drew Yari would absolutely uh, just fall in line with simulation uh, theory. Drew Yari background. absolutely not right. care about yes.
2: Drew, Drew Drew Yari is far more interested in. <laughs> Watching every horror movie and superhero movie three days before it's released to the general public.
1: That's right. And She-Hulk. I love right. She-Hulk. And taking it's pictures of his show. animals.
2: That's right. she- She-Hulk made me chuckle a couple times this week. That- that's what.
1: Yeah, it's it's warming up on you. Come on now. I, mean, I am I'm learning to
2: accept it for what it is. Just like I watched Jungle Boy to comedy. Fenix for what it is. Right. I still don't think it's, it's a, a comedy. Good show. It's.
1: It's a it's a great show. It's entertainment. It's it it's really a thirty minute. It's you know it's, it's Harvey thing? Birdman. Uh, Have you ever watched Harvey Birdman on on Adult Swim? It's it's about twenty five minutes,
2: which is a pretty good time killer. And Disney's one of those stations that if you pause it, it'll stay paused for hours. So it's fun. so from that perspective, it's okay.
1: Come on, you like twerking? She no, huh? I thought that was Twer- really dumb. It was fucking. Amazing. And I know
2: I that it. she did it in the comic books. I don't care. Still dumb. Not everything that was done in the comic books were good.
1: Yes, it was. It's entertaining. It's great. It's got Megan the Stallion. You know Megan the Stallion, right? By the way, Megan the Stallion, not an indie wrestler. Just wanted to make that it, clear to you all, since you thought Action Bronson all, was an indie wrestler.
2: You don't know because it's Megan the Stallion, not Megan the Stallion. The
1: I know. It's Megan the Stallion. Yeah, it's Excuse Megan the me.
2: Stallion. So. I apologize to I know for from Megan The from Stallion. WAP. I mean, that, other than that, I wouldn't. But
1: no, WAP was um, Cardi B
2: and Megan The Stallion. Oh, you're right. Yes. And and, the, and the Jenner girl.
1: You know, <laughs> and the Jenner girl. The you mean Caitlyn?
2: Got some whos in the, the house.
1: The Jenner girl, Caitlyn. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, maybe i don't know i don't i don't, I don't Ky- know and Kylan celebrities. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god we we have talked about it all this week look at this it was a potpourri indeed but of, i know who of, megan b
2: stallion because she's cardi b adjacent and then i mean you know i'm the, the captain of the cardi b fan club
1: Oh, of course i mean yeah who knows more about the wap than you
2: yeah, that the greatest song of the decade.
1: Absolutely. The decade, the century. How about that? Could be. There you go. Yeah,
2: it, it, it's, it, a, it's the greatest song. It's a generational song.
1: It is the greatest song in this entire it's simulation.
2: It's of songs. It's a generational
1: talent song. <laughs> like Wheeler Yudin and, and Magic Menard. They're much
2: better. Much better. Wheeler Yudin and, and Magic Menard are like mumble rap. No.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it, man. This has been episode one hundred and two. If you've enjoyed it, please make sure you leave a like. make Make sure you leave uh, five stars, all the stars, uh, wherever you are listening to if this podcast. It be Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitchers, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, your mom's radio, wherever you're listening to this. Please make sure you're supporting and 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 liking us, and and tell your friends about us. Tell if we made you laugh and made you chuckle, made you cry. This, uh, past- Two made hours. You feel like a woman. Definitely made you cry. May, we made you believe in simulation theory. Go ahead, sign, so subscribe and follow and all that shit. You believe and in and magic? tell your friends.
2: Come along with me.
1: Oh my God, wow. Just, and the dulcet tones of Jeff Lip. Thank you.
2: It's a beautiful thing.
1: It's a beautiful right. morning. <laughs> okay, I think that's I'll enough. Just. Take uh, my Say, say your uh, catchphrase and uh, let's get out of here.
2: Give war a chance and stay with my friends.
3: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't-be-done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.
4: Marylanders, are you eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid? If so, you may qualify for CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield Advantage Dual Prime Benefits. Learn more at carefirstdsnp.com or call 877-200-3929 to learn more. CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield Medicare Advantage is an HMO S&P plan with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield Medicare Advantage depends on contract renewal.